that uh, that monkey that's played by oh, what's her name? Who plays the monkey? She is in Terminator Salvation. Also, um, uh, anyway, the monkey's hot. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones and the Temple of Film. I'm Steve, and this is a VHS podcast that looks at the box art trailers behind the scenes. And I'm with my compadres here, Chris. The muchachos, the amigos. And Brad. <laughs> oh, you guys ready for Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, I work. How about what? you guys? You guys, I work. Can you not hear oh, me? Oh, no. At least you don't have to wake up at like 6 a.m. and start cooking. Oh, yeah. No, that's a bonus. Yeah. No, it's like the eating season kind of begins that day. Mm, yeah. It's it's rough. Uh, we're not making a turkey this year. Uh, we're getting a ham. So uh, well, we're, we're buying ham and turkey from Honey Bagged Ham. So that's going to help a lot. Because uh, we found out that when you uh, have a bunch of people over, uh and you stuff up the oven with one thing um nothing, you can't do anything else except on the stovetop so it was a, it was a nightmare we're not doing that again you just need to work more so you can afford two ovens oh okay or just get a smoker yeah yeah or a turkey not your aunt sally <laughs> like Wait, a meat I, smoker yeah yeah like a good one i, I, I said go. not your aunt sally like your relative that smokes the whole time Mm, she smells glorious. Got to go outside for a second, kids. <laughs> Blow on the turkey. <laughs> Chris, you want to do your job and tell them where they can find them on the social medias? Yeah, we have an Instagram at Analog Jones TOF. We have a Facebook group, Analog Jones Temple of Film. And we have an email. Uh, it's Analog Jones TOF at gmail.com. All right. Send all your wildest dreams to Steven. <laughs> and hopefully I noticed them Ooh. through all the spam that we get for being a podcast. Chris, if they can't read, let them know what did we watch for our final movie in listener submitted month? We are watching 2001's Monkey Bone. And uh, who requested this? Jackie of Jersey Ghouls, another Geekscape, Geekscape podcast. Check them out. Excellent. Thanks Googles. a lot, Jackie. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the fever dream, Jackie. This is like you said, you, you were exactly correct. She wrote me a message. She said, enjoy the fever dream. And uh, she's right. This is I was a virgin to this. Uh, oh. I, I missed this in 2001. Uh, the only thing I knew about it was it really hurt Brendan Fraser's career, I think. Or at least I've heard someone say that. And it was a massive, huge bob bombed bad so that's all i knew about this i knew it was from the same guy who directed nightmare before christmas and james and the giant peach that's all i really knew you can you can definitely feel that mm -hmm. uh so brad why don't you let these listeners know about all the quick facts on this okay we got like some quick facts here directed by henry Selick. he was um involved in a lot of things with uh Disney and Pixar as well. Very accomplished as an animator. Mm -hmm. uh, screenplay by Sam Hamm, who also worked on Batman and Batman Returns. I could see a little bit of that, like kind of fun housey, Tim Burton esque sort of uh, scenery in this movie. Also, we got uh, based on a graphic novel of Dark Town by Kaja Blackley, and I couldn't find any information on that. Uh, distributed by the 20th Century Fox Company. Release date February 23rd, 2001, on a runtime of 93 minutes on a budget of $75 million in 2001 money. So that would be about 150 million today, if not more box office return of 7.6 million. Um, I was looking this up and it dropped 57%, 57.9% in revenue from week one to week two. That is not some good word of mouth. Jesus. And the same number of theaters. I think it actually opened in, in a few additional theaters from week one to week two. 
Uh, we got a Rotten Tomatoes score of 20%, uh, tomato meter of 27, or excuse me, tomato meter of 20%, audience score of 27%. So he yeah, did not uh, do well. It was nominated for a Taurus Award, which I'm not sure what that is, but it's for the best work, best high work and best work on a vehicle. Uh, Joey Preston and Jay Caputo, uh, I think they were some puppeteers, a special or some effects guys there. It also was nominated for, well, excuse me. So it lost a lot of money. We're talking $68 million, $67 million. It was a worse bomb than Solo, Ghostbusters of 2016, and Jiggly on historical standards. So that's what we're oh. running up against here. You mean Jiggly? Jiggly, yeah. Jiggly, Jiggly. Ben oh, Affleck, J-Lo. Yeah, the J-Lo. I don't know which is worse, the, those movies, or when I looked up actual inflation numbers from 2001 to now off $75 million. Do you want to know it? Yeah, this is going to depress you. So seventy five million dollars in 2001 is now we're you know, the inflation, it's one hundred and thirty one million dollars. It's that's. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's almost double. I like I and this is from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. So those boring bureaucrats probably got it right. Solo was a bomb. That's like one of the best Star yeah. Wars movies they've ever made. And Chris is blocked from the podcast. Is You're fucking lying if you don't like that. That is not one of the best star. That I mean, mm -hmm. even it's good. Okay, okay, okay. Let's say you put Solo in the top five. All right, what what are you putting it over? I just Star Wars. They're they're all the best Star Wars movies ever made, except for I, the the little Mogwais on you know Christmas special. I can't. <laughs> Like, like your list is just like horizontal. You just put one and all of them. They're just there. <laughs> oh, one A, one and one A. They just they they fluctuate between like one and three. They just go on the chart. No, <laughs> no. I would rather watch the first and second Ewok movie than say like the Clone episode two. I can never remember the name of episode two. Is it the Clone Wars? Attack of the yeah. Clones, yeah, which Attack I think is still clones, better than episode eight. Well, episode eight has some good parts, but then it was like the one where it's like, you don't win by dying, you yeah, win the, the by living one. or something. Like, what the fuck? No. And then you also it's, had Akbar die off screen, which pissed me off. Oh, was that corny compared to space wizards flying around everywhere? Oh, I'm sorry. You had <laughs> bad writing in your space wizard movie. We always got to have that woke co-host on here. <laughs> okay, let's get back on here. We got that. I'll do the starring. We'll, we'll go through the cast I love here. how lazy woke is. I could just say it to anything. No one knows what it means, so who cares? <laughs> like, um, like if the IRS is like, you owe us for back taxes. That's, like that's so woke. woke. <laughs> this it cast. used to have a meeting, but, you know, whatever. Moving on. This cast, this is an amazing cast here. So we'll start off with Brandon Fraser, who plays uh, Stu, Stuart Stu Miley, a cartoonist within creator of Monkey Bone franchise. He's uh, had a tremendous career, kind of took a lull, but he's made a huge comeback lately, too. Uh, he didn't take a lull. He got molested and went against Hollywood and got blackballed. So, you know, there's that. Wait, wait, what? You didn't know that's why his career tanked? No, I, I just... One of the, tired of I can't remember his name, but one of the giant guys in Hollywood molested him. He spoke up against it and got blackballed. Oh, man, I just got depressed. Yeah. So when people are like, I think Monkey Bones tanked his career. And I'm like, or the dude diddling him on <laughs> did. I well, I, I, I know it hurt his career because a lot of people started to question if he could be a uh, leading man. But I, now I'm like, wait, did they start those rumors because he was molested and came out? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it it was like the head of the academy. I can Google it. Dang. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, while he uh, introduces the rest of the characters, we'll let uh, Chris there play detective. All right. I'm looking for the Academy Awards and being lectured on like what I should do in my personal life. Okay. Um, we got Bridget Fonda as Dr. Julie McElroy, sleep therapist, and Stu's love interest. Her grandfather grew up in this around this neighborhood where I'm living at right now. Nice. Cool. Pretty nearby here. We got Chris Kattan as the organ donor gymnast who Stu briefly possesses, uh, does some cool acrobatics. And he actually played a monkey on SNL for a while, too, for some of the skits he did. So that was a pretty fitting uh, crossover there. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito as Hypnos, the malicious satyr-like god of sleep who runs downtown. This dude owns scenery like 
Clancy Brown level. That dude's awesome in everything. I love yeah. him. He's awesome. His yeah. little legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but every time he's in a scene, you pay attention. This dude is great. He just brings it. Uh, we got Rose McGowan as Miss Kitty. Cat girl waitress in downtown's coma bar, whom Stu befriends. A great actress who was also abused by Harvey Weinstein. Oh, yeah. That one I knew. Yeah. yeah. Real not, not, not bummer real. of an episode so far. Yeah, so far. Well, Whoopi Goldberg is death, the ruler of the land of death and hypnosis sister who's always legit when she brings it uh, nominated for a stinker award in this movie for worst supporting actress i don't think i mean that's just what? someone trolling really? her right? yeah yeah no have no. they seen theodore rex <laughs> yeah that one's that one she earned it if she didn't win it they're just like getting back at her <laughs> oh well Whoopi Goldberg, she's been in like Star Trek and some um, Ghost and some other good stuff here too. So. Oh yeah, she's doing just fine. Yeah, yeah. Dave Foley is Herb, Stu's agent and friend. I just love seeing him again. Kind of forgotten about him, but he just just like a harbinger of all things '90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Seems like he was in like everything from then. You know, but, you ever noticed the kids in the camp? I mean, wait the the kids in the hall. They always there's always a couple of them that love to show their asses, or their wing wings. Yeah. They're, they always do it like I, I watched their new um their new stuff that they put out in, on Amazon and like the second maybe the first or second episode you just see two butt ass naked kids in the hall guys and I'm like man they love being nude and not so much nudity but someone who loves to show off their cleavage seemingly at every opportunity in an actress role is Megan Mullally who plays Kimmy Miley Stu's sister she always seems to be like some bimbo and she's great at playing that role but I don't think she really is in real life. No. Excellent. Excellent transition from the nudity to her. <laughs> yeah. The non nude uh, related here, Thomas Hayden Church, who's been in a lot of different things. Uh, I think he always does a really good job. Uh, Death's assistant who reads the, her the names of the new arrivals in downtown. Oh, and then we just so happen to have Bob Odenkirk, the multi-talented Bob Odenkirk, the head surgeon obsessed with getting his origin, organs, uh, formerly of Saturday Night Live, a writer there. He's worked with Chris Farley, Giancarlo Esposito, pretty much everybody. Uh, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then to top it off we got john torturo as monkey bone the voice of monkey bone does the stew's raunchy rascal creation he's done just about everything from transformers to like hbo specials mm-hmm. and i love thomas hayden church also when i seen him in this because i forgot i was like i love the costume i love what he's doing yeah he's i i just thought it was amazing that he was uncredited i was trying to figure out i was like why yeah. maybe they couldn't afford him or something i don't know i find that funny i mean it's a 70 75 million dollar film so like for a cameo like that you think they could afford you know someone like i don't know like thomas hayden church but whatever and uh, then, maybe he, maybe he was friends with someone just showed up one day and then john carlo esposito helped jonathan london propose to his wife heidi uh that's so that's neat yeah, and Jonathan's the the leader of Geekscape for anyone out there listening for the first time. So you can go check out his podcast. It's called Geekscape. Shouldn't be hard to find. <laughs> He's been doing it for like ten years. He's got a lot of back episodes. You got a, you got a lot to catch up on. Excellent. All right, Chris. Way to not fumble through that and get it with one take. <laughs> so many difficult names to say. <laughs> Uh, wow. I have to smoke a cigarette after this. Yeah, whoever, whoever's <laughs> editing this one has a lot to cut. All right. Well, um, you guys uh, ready to pop this tape in and talk about the trailers? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Right. We're loaded with trailers today. Yeah, we got quite a bit. None of us actually own this VHS. So as a VHS uh, podcast, it kind of sucks. But this was a listener submitted, so it's not our fault. I, I was hoping, I really honestly was hoping, Chris, you had it. I... <laughs> I really was hoping I do. I have Monkey Shine. It's not the same movie at all. No, it's not. I think uh, um, uh, he actually bites the monkey in his. Uh, doesn't he just bite the monkey in its neck in that one? Monkey Shine. I don't remember. I, I think he does. I think it, that movie's crazy. I wanted to beta too. I mean, I don't have a beta player, so it just sits there on beta. But anywho, uh, the trailers on this number one was Planet of the Apes, the remake by Tim Burton. Are you guys watch it when it came out? I, I watched it in the theater. I yeah. owned it on DVD, I believe. And that uh, that monkey that's played by. Oh, what's her name? Who plays the monkey? She is in Terminator Salvation also. Um, uh, anyway, the monkey's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
right. Didn't see that coming, but yeah, I get it. I get it. You want to, you want to. That some great, no, that's a great character. You got Mark Wahlberg's in there. Who's usually really, you know, who's done a lot of great things. You got, um, uh, I keep forgetting his name. I'm forgetting everyone's name. The guy who's in. Well, I mean, you've got Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. Who's awesome. He's in that too. He plays this big gorilla and he's just like intimidating as hell. Like bow your head. Yeah. General. I bet you want to be her big gorilla, don't you? <laughs> this and this was the time also. Remember when every like sci-fi movie in the, the turn of the century would come out, and the trailer would start like in a time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we remember. We remember that you want to bang a monkey. <laughs> That's what we got from this episode. <laughs> well, guess what? Everything, everything you say about this movie the rest of the time, I, I will only think about. Brad wants to bang a monkey. Analog Jones, T O F at gmail dot com. <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on to the the next movie where brad wants to bang something in it uh dude where's my car uh what's i forgot that i saw this in the theater theater with a bunch of dudes and we were going we thought we were real clever because we'd come out of it and be in like quoting the whole movie yeah that's talk about the whole thing yeah we all quoted this movie it's like dumb and dumber but for the MTV vulgar crowd. Yeah, what'd you say, Stephen? It was like dumb and dumber, but just not as smart. Well, like dumb and dumber was very clever in how dumb it was. This one just seems like it's dumb. Like it's mm-hmm. dumb dumb. And I agreed with Chris because he said I still think it's funny. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, of course, they're you're gonna nail some of them, but some of the jokes, I guarantee you, like I in the trailer, it had like you're a dude and then he's like you know cleaning out his mouth because he kissed a, a uh i actually i didn't even a pay trans attention. woman was it i didn't know if it was trans or if it was uh just someone in drag no it was a trans woman okay but, but yeah they, you know you've got those old jokes which i mean i'm not judging it was 2001 it's in the past whatever uh so the hangover has the same joke yeah yeah this you yeah. know this is this was like peak Stifler, though. I remember from like 1999 mm-hmm. to 2001. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, I I actually like him as an actor. Like, I love him in Goon. Uh, yeah, the hockey movie. He's amazing. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, so Stifler's not that bad. Uh, I, I've liked him in a few movies. But yeah, this was just that whole time period where like how obnoxious can guys get? And that, mm-hmm. that was I mean, that's probably what we all were. Yeah, it's like MTV frat house, that like spring yeah. break. Yeah, it was all marketed to me at the time. And I, I look at this now, I'm like, ah, oh, that's dumb. But back when I was that age, I'm like, shit, yeah. American Pie, yeah. Stifler, anything with Stifler in it. We're talking old school. He's just, yeah, I was you're like crazy. 16 when this came out. You're crazy, man. I, I, It's hard to tell kids how big American Pie was in like 98 when it came out. It, I mean, that was something that we all rented as a family. We watched that as a family. Uh, which was probably super awkward when he banged the pie. Yeah, I wish I had a family. <laughs> Moving on to the next one, we had uh, Beyond Suspicious. Hey, Jackie, I'm sorry about this episode. We've <laughs> <laughs> an episode, a movie none of us have heard of, and none of us want to watch. Yeah, number four, I would watch number four, but number three, I ain't ever touching that crap. He's just like, have you ever wanted to start your life over? I'll just be this dead dude. Like, okay. Yeah, I guess another movie with extreme in the title. Extreme limit. That is peak late nineties, right there. They put extreme in the the crawl. They put extreme in the title. Just so you didn't forget, it doesn't look very extreme. I'm wondering if someone cut the trailer and like the title was something else. And then he's like, wait, you're, you're changing it to extreme limits. I put extreme like as describing the movie, like, like twice. They're like, yeah, yeah. That's why we changed it. Good job. Trailer cutter. Oh no, this is going to be awful. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure it was, but I think that was treat Williams who was in it, who I believe died not too long ago. But uh, I kind of want don't I don't want to commit to that because I've I've made the the mistake of killing off a lot of people who really aren't dead on this show. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so so I'm not even going to look it up. Let's just hope Treat Williams is fine. Probably not. Uh, anyway, let's uh, get on to the trailer here for Monkey Bone. 
this is an actual trailer this week, folks. I didn't make the mistake like I did a couple weeks ago. So we're all going to be fine with this. Did anyone see this in the theater? No. Brad, was this? Have you seen this before? I this never. Yeah. For some reason, I never saw this. Me neither. What about you, Chris? No. Uh, and also going by the box office, I don't think anybody's seen this. Yeah. In yeah, yeah. So massive bomb. What was it? It lost like what? 60 something million dollars. Yeah. That's not even including marketing. I wonder what it did in like rental and home video, though. I don't know. I mean, it's usually a bad sign when we can't find any notes on that. Yeah. Here we go. Show me the monkey! Check that monkey! Stu Miley is the creator. The man behind the monkey. Monkey Bone is his creation. I love your way. Stu was about to have it all until it all came crashing down. From the director of The Nightmare Before Christmas. Hello? Am I dead? That's what Brad wants. Comes <laughs> the story of a man whose imagination <laughs> brought a monkey to life. This is living. Hey! Get your fat butt out of my face. And a monkey. We've got big plans for that body of yours. Who wanted a life of his own. <laughs> If it screams, <laughs> if it swings, ooga, ooga, da, 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 da. it's got to be <gasps> drinks for everybody. Monkey Bone, 20th Century Fox presents Brendan Fraser, Bridget Fonda. The woman I love is living with a little monkey that looks like me. Dive, dive, dive! <laughs> Ow! What a lucky girl. Monkey Bone. Sorry, Kitty. I'll be right back after I choke my monkey! Man, that thing is so early 2000s. Oh, just yeah. for good measure, he throws some offspring in there. Yeah, yep. watching that trailer does not make me want to watch that movie. Yeah, yeah, I get it. You got a 14-year-old me was probably totally down, but... I would have rented it, but I still didn't rent this. I not, I did. Okay. Uh, one one out of three of us. And we were all the age to be renting this. I, I bet it was just, it was weird. And Rose McGowan is why he rented it. Yeah, man. Holy moly. She, they really sexualized her real bad in this. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I was like, wow, are they going to have her do anything that isn't like, you know, sexy purring or, I mean, she, yeah. she did eat a rat or did kill we, a rat. So why don't we talk about pussy cat? Yeah, I was like, oh, man. Yeah, when she killed that rat, where do you go if you're already dead? That's Are they dead? Oh, Are they the dead? They're oh, demons. Yeah. My head just exploded. I don't know. Where do you go? You do just you come back a, later. Like a shittier bar? <laughs> well, There's no free peanuts. All the yeah. beers watered down. Actually, he wasn't even at the bar. He was in the prison. The prison, yeah. yeah. So the beginning of this movie, that Comic Sans, another just throwback to the late 90s. Remember that Comic Sans scrolling title? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of things in this. And we didn't even write notes. I didn't even write movie notes for this because like 15 minutes in, I gave up. So the plan was, we'll just explain to you what the hell, because you can't really follow that trailer. I mean, it was just like offspring and nonsense but he's a cartoonist and his friend dave is his agent and he doesn't want to sell out instead he wants to propose to his girlfriend who is a dream doctor sleep therapist who yeah. helps him um stop having nightmares and so he fell in love with her and he's going to propose to her but that night he gets yeah. into an accident and then he gets sent to like dream world it's not quite or hell downtown yeah it's like the yeah, it's downtown coma coma world. the coma world yeah, yeah. so she kind of inspired all this by making him write with his left hand so the monkey became kind of his like alternate personality the figment of his imagination or something 
Yeah, I, I really like that part of it. I, I would say the the first third of this movie is very strong and it's the best parts, maybe in the first half. And then it kind of just goes like full MTV nonsense. So he goes down to downtown, which is like kind of like a holding cell for people before they go to hell. And uh, Whippy Goldberg is supposed to be death, I guess, yeah. Satan, sort of. But she sends out grim, grim reapers to grab people. And they need to get a key to get out of downtown. And the Grim Reapers have them. So he tags, you know, he uh, teams up with his monkey bone, like split personality, which is, you know, just chaos. They steal the ticket or I'm sorry, they steal the key, which is the ticket out of there. And then monkey bone uh, knocks him out and then enters his body instead. And then the rest of this movie is him acting like a complete fucking well, a monkey in a guy's body, uh, you know, humping stuff and watching monkey porn. Can we go back then, to when he first gets down there to that carnival scene? Well, wait, wait, wait. I'm just like, OK, OK. As soon as we get past this, we'll just talk about our favorite okay. parts. And uh, so then Brendan Fraser spends his time trying to get back out of downtown, convinces death to knock him back up into a body, which Chris Kattan then shines for like. 10 15 minutes of this movie is just like holy shit this guy is an amazing physical actor well like if you haven't seen it he's like the bug from uh men in black exactly uh he enters like a body of like a, a dead gymnast and then you have bob odenkirk chasing him down the street trying to get his uh because he was an organ donor so he's the doctor with a bunch of surgeons trying to get the organs and, and then they get to the end where we find out well throughout there we find out that Esposito, Giancarlo Esposito, who's playing uh, Hypnosis, uh, wants more bad dreams to, to make downtown stronger or something like that. And basically, it's like bad dreams is currency to him. The more he gets, you know, the more powerful he is or something like that. And um, he puts a monkey bone, which is in Brandon Fraser's body, puts like dream, bad dream medication you know, liquid into monkey bone dolls that will fart it in your face. And then you'll have bad dreams and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he uh, takes back his body. Monkey bone gets put back into Brendan Fraser's head to be a part of him. And then he marries his girl. There you go. It's as confusing as it sounds. It's it's tough. It was tough to break this down. I, I was thinking about this today when eating breakfast. I was like, how the fuck am I going to explain this? Uh, but there you go. So whatever you guys want to talk about, open floor, Brad, go ahead and go. That carnival scene at the beginning with those puppets, that was terrifying. You mean like when he first gets to downtown? Yeah, yeah, that was terrifying. Downtown is amazing. Yeah. Like, that is it. That is the movie. That is all I remember from watching it. I barely remember him, like, being back in the bodies. Just remember everything downtown. I'm pretty sure if you had all three of our faces next to each other, how we reacted to downtown, it's Chris and I smiling and Brad going, oh, no, <laughs> Brad doesn't like <laughs> clowns. <laughs> wow, this is weird <laughs> carnival bullshit. I thought the puppets were uh, amazing. They were scary. Those were mm -hmm. legitimately scary puppets, man. It, they're terrifying them on purpose. So, you know, something is bad right away. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, are you scared of me? Run away. The little <laughs> eyeball on my yeah. feet. The one that got me was that little bug guy. He was just like, don't sit on me, fat ass. And I was Get like, your... oh, that guy, that guy creeps me out. I don't like <laughs> that. Uh, it was funny, though, like the like crazy people with giant messed up heads like the bull bartender was awesome mm -hmm. i i wanted more of him piano player grim, too yeah yeah the grim reapers like a toilet paper swooshed back mm -hmm. headdress thing crazy looking but it is it is cool that was cool and, and also then, the the prison where there's like stephen king there you had like uh, rasputin there you had like uh edgar Allan poe's like a real relative of his like fourth generation relative is there and i want to know who they sent back and place at their bodies like what stephen king uh, personality yeah. did they send back like pennywise that's a good point oh no so you're saying like that could be real and what, what they were saying is like it's his split personality like a character you came up with oh 
So did be... these people have the same thing and they got their opposite Dang. person sent back? You know, imagine if this movie had taken off like the level like a Marvel and you have like a monkey bone shared universe. <laughs> like the Dark Tower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of monkey bones. Well, that wouldn't happen with Rose McGowan and Brendan Fraser in this. Uh, so wah, yeah. wah. sorry, Jackie. I'm making this depressing again. Oh, it's fine. Jackie's fun. Jackie's got really good taste in movies. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. They're they're on par with like the weird shitty stuff we like. And she likes to talk about boobs as much as she possibly can. She fits them into every podcast. So I'm like, all right, okay. We're big fans. Big what, fans. If we did, what if we did a crossover where we talked about Highlander and boobs? Do you think I mean, there was like one of those early 2000s blockbuster porn parodies of Highlander? Like, oh my pi- God, you know, there remember was. the Pirates <laughs> movies? Oh no. That probably was, yeah. It's and like there that just one, took me back. Sorry. That just took me back. I remember going to uh, a VH. Well, it was, you know, like resale and everything. And this guy had a bunch of those pirate porns. And he's just like, I'll do one of those for you for $20. And I'm like, I don't I don't want it. And he's just like, all right, well, you know, 15. And I'm like, I, I'm that, not like bargaining. <laughs> yeah, that retro zone showed me a whole bunch. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested if they were dirt cheap, but with a 16-year-old and a wife at home, I don't think I need to bring this weird porno stuff you're offering. Yeah. Oh, man. I I remember back in the day, guys were always trying to sell that old VHS porn when, like, no one wanted them. Now they're worth something. I wish I would have bought them and kept them, but whatever. Not worth they're but definitely worth trade fodder. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you can't even sell them on eBay because eBay got rid of... You can't sell adult shit on eBay, which is so stupid because you can probably buy every sex toy known to man on eBay. But no, no, no. I can't buy the movies like what? Whatever. Who really cares? I mean, these kids get everything on their phone anyway. Yep. Kids will never know what it's like to only own like one porno and it's fucking awful. You got to find one in the back of your parents closet or you're using the JCPenney bra catalog this week. That's right. Or. Maybe you're lucky and you're one of those kids that get the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues. Yeah, that was Victoria's Secret um, catalog. Oh, yeah. Fancy man. Yeah, I never had one of those. Damn, Brad Brad was living the high life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the one highlight in this, I mean, we already talked about him, but Giancarlo Esposito's hypnosis, he is fucking great. Yeah. Uh, I would watch an entire cartoon with him in it. Holy moly. I I think the cartoon would, would have been good on like Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. If they would have actually made some of it, it might have took off. Speaking of that, in the trivia, yeah. Cartoon Network later went to make their uh, late night hit Adult Swim after receiving criticism from parents for supporting the movie and its marketing during its regular runtime blocks. So a lot of oh. overlap between this and Adult what? Swim. What? Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go down far enough to read. Saw that on the internet. Nice, nice. So I was correct in thinking that the whole time. Parents don't criticize shit. You'll just make it worse. That might have been why I watched this then if a Cartoon Network and Adult Swim were promoting it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure if I would have noticed this commercial and happened to go down to the Blockbuster, I would have grabbed a monkey bone. Why not? Yeah. And the mummy was out already. The mummy was great. Mummy's great, yeah. And I even like mummy two, like just as much. Mummy three, not so much. Yeah, no, the rock is not very good in that. Uh, No, it's terrifying. Oh, wait, no, is mummy three the one where they go to the Great Wall and the pyramid? Was that three? I think that's three. Yeah, Scorpion King is the one I'm thinking. Scorpion King is where. Yeah, that's 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 awful. Yeah, that's bad. This is his first yeah. role, so he improved drastically into his next role. Well, it oh. it isn't it wasn't him. It it's, was yeah, the CG. CG worst was CG yeah. ever. Yeah, he just looks gross. He was good until he turned into the scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> he was good until he turned into the one thing we rented the movie for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Um yeah, and I did the cameos coming up over and over. Like, I mean, you know, Megan, uh, what, what is her name? Uh, Melanie, uh, Mel- is it 
Milani, Milani, whatever. Yeah, she she was great. How she wanted to pull the plug as fast as possible. Like, doctor, how long do we have to wait? He's like, I don't know, ninety days. Just knocking on the window. <laughs> Why are you outside? She just shows a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I loved her on Will and Grace. That's a great oh, show. Yeah, she's great. Um. And oh, oh, of course, you know, Bob Odenkirk running around is like, give us those organs. <laughs> They're not even worried that a body sat up. <laughs> yeah, the, the organs are working in better condition than we thought. <laughs> we're in, yeah, we're in transit awesome. right now. Oh, it's pretty I think, good. I think this movie was really good if certain things were done just slightly different. It would have been a movie that didn't, that nobody you know what i mean people would have seen it i think people it's really honestly it. it's the middle part of the movie that drags so much that i just don't care i don't care about brendan Fraser being controlled by monkey bone nope i really i don't at all it didn't play well like when he's staring at his wife in the shower yeah and you're like look a sexy scene and it turns out he's watching monkeys yeah watching monkeys hump and like it's cool how brendan Fraser does good at it like turns the TV off with his foot yeah, and like jumps on stuff. But it's just, I don't care. It's, it. it's not interesting. My, no. it's just, it feels like shit. Like this has been done so much in the nineties yeah. that you like, you get to 2001. You're like, ah, it was an attempt at physical comedy that I didn't really find entertaining or funny at all. No, if it would have been like 10 minutes, great. It was like 30 minutes straight. Well, even his whole thing where he like grows the goatee, the, you know, he's dancing around the stage, you know, singing, she's a brick house and everything before he's going to propose. I just didn't find any of it funny or entertaining. I, I was just like, it became a slog. It's just like, all right, let's get through this. Because what's great is the final like 10 minute chase scene that they have with Chris Kattan and Brendan Fraser is way over the top ridiculous and fun to watch and it like get your heart pumping you're like this is nuts this is like jingle all the way craziness yeah i uh, and i don't uh, think any of the acting was bad through like the scenes that we don't like yeah i just think it was just bad idea bad story there just yeah. boring well i i kind of tend to agree with brad i i just don't think brendan fraser's like whole physical act like acting like the monkey and everything I, it's just not doing it for me it's not so much a bad performance. It's just, I don't want to see it. Just, he just wasn't doing it. Okay. How do you guys feel about Georgia the Jungle then, huh? I love that as a kid. I haven't rewatched that since then, though. He was great. Uh, he's got some great stories about how he wasn't allowed to eat carbohydrates uh, when he was there because, you know, he had to be as lean, as muscular as possible. And he's just like, it was so hard. I, I just wanted to eat a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> uh but i you know what I, I feel so bad that i don't know anything about the brendan fraser backstory of being molested or anything that you were talking about like that just blows my mind and i've had a hard time fully concentrating on our episode because i'm like holy shit how did i not know any of this in a conversation with lee uh, ko kowan surrounding his new movie the whale for monday's episode of cbs mornings the 50 Four-year-old actor discusses his claims that former HFPA president Philip Burke sexually assaulted him in the summer of 2003. It was a Holy shit, he though. was a full adult. I, I thought maybe you were going to say like 1997 or 96 or something. Nope. It takes a lot of... That's why when he came back for the whale, everybody was fucking stoked. Oh, I just... And people started speaking up again and... Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't watch those uh, Oscars. I don't watch the Oscars anymore. I haven't watched the Oscars since 2019, I believe. Like his first showing at Cannes, I believe, is like there's a video of like a standing ovation after the whale and he's just crying. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen some of those cuts. I've seen like part of his speech where he's like, you know, if you're in the darkness, keep walking towards the light or and like, every, you know, I, I thought that was like he was had depression. Well, he probably did, obviously. Probably did. Uh, I was just I'm totally amazed as much as I pay attention to film and film news. This one just I was like, oh, man, great. Brendan Fraser's back. I still haven't even watched The Whale. Because I, I, I feel like I 
I don't know why this isn't on purpose. I think this is like in the back of my head. I've stayed away uh, from a lot of the Oscar films just because like I just can't stand the Oscars anymore. It just gets so annoying to see like millionaires preach to you about like all the bad things that's happening in the world. And I'm like, I just want to watch you people be rich and during COVID, we're, just, we're just like you. We're stuck in our homes, too. And I was like, really, stuck really? Mansion. <laughs> you want to trade? At least Jack Black was, you know, painting himself in green paint and pretending to be the Hulk and entertaining us. He wasn't like sitting there patronizing us with I'm just like you with diamonds, you know, like, what the fuck? No, you're not. And you're like, please give me attention, please. It's just desperate for it. And that's fine. They're actors. I get it. But uh, I don't know. Political. The political stuff has gotten to me in the Oscars. And, you know, it's funny. A lot of their political views I agree with. I just don't want to see it anymore. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be preached to. It's called burnout. Yeah. Like Marvel burnout. Mm -hmm. We'll discuss that uh, next week. Oh, we will. Uh, Okay. Anything else you guys want to bring up in this before we uh, close out talking about a film I'm actually glad that I watched? We hit all the trivia here. Initially, it's going to be Ben Stiller playing the... uh... Monkey Bone role. He had to drop out because he's doing uh, Mystery Men. Such a good movie. You know, you and Matt would really have a good time talking about that. He... Which I've never seen it. You need to watch it. Yeah, it's something. Uh, he loved Mystery Men. Like the a sphincter. lot. Or the spleen. The spleen, yeah. yeah. Was, oh, they were the talking spleen. early 2000s. That ben Stiller was like in everything. He had like a movie every month, it seemed. Mm-hmm. And I still rewatching uh, Tropic Thunder last year. I still can't believe they got away with that. I, I mean, yeah. th- that is a film that literally almost kills me every time I watch it because I can't stop laughing. And half of my laughing is I can't believe they fucking did this. <laughs> did, nobody, nobody's mad about it. That's that's part of the no. where they're like, I can't tell racial jokes. And it's like you the fuck you can't. They just need to be good. They need to be thought out and well done. And you can joke about anything you want to yeah it's almost got like a uh, blazing saddles element to it Mm -hmm. yeah well and it was also done from he's not making fun like robert downey jr one of the main key things is he's not making fun of being black he's not making fun well he's making fun of the absurdity of someone painting themselves in blackface, convincing themselves they are black and that they're, they're also having all these problems being black. It's just it's just level on top of level on top yeah, of level. He's it's making fun of Mickey Rooney as an Asian landlord. Yes. And, and other actors like that mm-hmm. who who would justify it. And then he's also there's so many levels because he's also making fun of people who uh, do method acting. I'm just a dude playing a dude playing another dude. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I don't think anyone would attempt that anymore, though. Not in the, the, the Twitter age, uh, the cancel age, as they call it or whatever. I don't think anyone would have the courage to do it. Now, am I saying that a movie could come out like that in the same spirit, in the same heart? I think it could. I don't think anyone's going to take that chance. Do you know what I mean? Not, yeah. not, not for a while. If you don't do it right, it's it's going to be awful. Yeah, because there's there's too much risk. Yeah, but it, yeah, I mean, but they you get it wrong. Off. Yeah, you you kind of streak the wrong chords there. You're ruining a lot of people's careers at that point. I mean, there's even there's even the R word in there with Robert yeah. Tony Jr. It's just, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, the less hard R. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got to call We got to say that because uh, Steve got confused last week. (laughs) Wait, what's the hard R? What's the soft R? (laughs) I don't know. I'm confused. Yeah. Um, Let's Uh, see. Also, this almost had a Nicolas Cage sighting in this movie. I guess they were initially thinking of making this darker at first and closer to the original graphic novel content. So they were actually looking at Nicolas Cage and Christopher Walken for the roles of uh, Brendan Fraser's and Wookiee Goldberg's roles. If it was darker, I think that'd work. Yeah, I have a theory. I wonder if they this uh, script was originally wrote really dark, really hard, you know, just like the initial graphic novel. And then they're like, oh, they got they got fear. And then they started to splash some PG-13 in it. And then maybe they didn't quite like that's maybe why the the middle of the film kind of drags and it doesn't quite work because they weren't going far enough in it. 
or they had to cut out and figure out what to replace it with. True. Yeah. I, I feel like this got really cobbled together and I bet that's one of the main reasons. But uh, at the end of the day, like when we go into recommendations, because I think we're done with trivia, uh, I I soft recommend this as a party movie, especially. I bet if a bunch of us sat down, had some beers or smoked some weed, whatever, whatever you have you. I think this is really enjoyable in a group. Because you can get through like kind of the slow periods in a group and you can laugh at some of the stuff you've seen. But man, when you watch this by yourself, this is rough. Like I would yeah. say this is probably the third worst thing to happen in 2001. Too soon? No, you made you made a 9-11 joke last week too. <laughs> Bum, 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 bum. You know the one bad thing about 9-11? I don't want to get into these jokes, but that's what Tell you me. said. You were like, you know, the one bad thing. Oh, <laughs> I thought you, you, you were were like, oh, that was the one. That was the yeah. bad thing. You know, one of the bad things in 2001. <laughs> uh, that was, yeah, playing to the joke of me not even realizing what I said. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine like to thank all the first responders for being awesome all right anyway uh moving on we can we've covered our butts with that right brad we have uh chris you want to go next for recommendation i do uh it, it is softer but like uh if you're into like weirdo puppets and scenery and odd art and just weird shit there's a chunk of this movie that you could just just veg out in front of it looks really really cool yeah, and uh, kind of to piggyback on both of your recommendations, I recommend partaking in the hallucinogenic of your choice and just going all in on this, especially that first third. <laughs> just, just taking some peyote, turning the heat up, and sitting in your living room. And when you're done, um, just uh, watch some Planet of the Apes and jerk off to a pretty uh, monkey, right? <laughs> What is this episode? What are we doing? <laughs> it's Monkey Bones' fault. I mean, we watched this film. It's zany. It's okay. It's all meant in love. Well, as long as Brad doesn't actually do that. It's all meant in love. Yeah, that's illegal, Brad. <laughs> in all 50 states? It wasn't back in 2001. All the ones that matter. Okay, all right. All right, uh, let's go into the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we're going in the film jungle. I can't see it. Fuck that. Oh, I can't do it. You know what? I'm not even going to redo it. We go out in the jungle. We bring something back to the museum. Here we go. Mucky bone. Uh, I'm going to flip a coin. Brad goes first. Go. I'm going to go with Giancarlo Stanton, the start, the. <laughs> that's the baseball player <laughs> <laughs> this is the best episode ever <laughs> i'm sorry giancarlo esposito is hypnos yeah the satyr like god of sleep yeah that's what i'm going with he was great i wonder how the hell they did that like did they have a puppeteer in front of him with the legs and then he was always behind like you know the bed he was in the bed and so was the yeah. puppeteer most likely yeah, but like when he was walking, I was amazed at how they did that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Chris, you can go second. I don't know, man. All the puppet work was really cool. The the giant mech that Whoopi Goldberg drives at the end. But I really like when Brendan Fraser was a carrot. That was the <laughs> creepiest, grossest thing I've ever seen. And I loved it. Yeah, that was. Did they put that in the trailer or do I just remember that so well? It, that I it's, think it's in the trailer. Well, it's because that's the drawing when she's like, he used to draw that. And he's like, yeah, with his nightmares. And I told him to use his left hand. So then the drawing comes back later. Oh, okay. And right. he's like writhing on the table as a carrot man with veins. Uh, mine is the the bull bartender. I just, that thing was great. I, I couldn't stop staring at that. I was like, whoa. All three of our recommendations are the part of the movie that is worth watching. Yeah, it's the Beetlejuice part. Yeah, it's it's so good. It really is. Uh, it's where they spent the majority of their energy, and it shows. 
Uh, and then anytime they return to downtown, I, you know, it was the movie picked up again because it's just like I'm ready to see all these wacky ass visuals. Yeah, because even if it's boring what they're doing, it's just cool shit is going on like in the background and stuff. Exactly. All right, that'll end it this week. Uh, Jackie, thank you very much uh, for recommending this. Otherwise, I never would have watched it. I never would have learned about Brendan Fraser. Now I can go see some more on it because that blows my mind. Uh, and uh, you can catch her at Jersey Ghouls. Uh, she's got a great podcast where they, uh, I think it's every other week now. Yeah. Um, it's been that for a while. I don't know why I say I think. I know. <laughs> but yeah, you can catch them and they're great and they're part of the Geekscape family. So uh, next week we will be doing a nerd news uh, and it's going to be uh, quite quite a nerd news. I can tell you that much from our notes. Do we want to draw from the hat? Uh, well, we should tell them that we're actually no, no, we're only going to do. So we're going to do two things for December. Uh, we're going to do our one December episode and then we're going to take a break and come back somewhere in January and. Uh, we'll draw names for the new theme on that Christmas episode that we do because we're only going to do one normal podcast episode and then we're going to do a special for Geekscape on December 8th where you can watch us. I don't quite know the time, but uh, we'll be doing some uh, Christmas Jeopardy. Yeah, it's a 24 hour live stream for the Boys and Girls Club that they do every year. Yes, that is correct. Now you know the info. So December 8th. It's a Friday. Look out for it. Well, it's 24 hours, so I think it bleeds into Saturday, possibly. I don't know. We'll have to check. But uh, yeah, check out our Facebook page. We'll let you know the times and everything like that. And you can also find a lot more information at the Geekscape Facebook page. Uh, and I also believe Geekscape is also on Twitter and possibly Instagram. And they're on know. Instagram. I don't use Twitter. Neither do I. So I'm sorry, X. Formerly known as Twitter, whatever they're saying now. Uh, I'm, I'm never going to call that thing X. I don't use it. I need you to X at me. X yeah. me. X me. It's not going to happen. So everyone, uh, check it out. We'll uh, come back next week with a Nerd News episode. So remember to be kind. And, and rewind. rewind.